0: Hello, my name is Alfonso Hinton. Welcome back to my podcast. Uh, I've been doing a three part series on children in the church, teens in the church, and then adults in the church. Basically, growing up as a child in the church, being a teenager in the church, and then growing up, leaving home, going, leaving the church, and then as an adult, coming to a new awareness of what the church is. If you've listened to a, the uh, children in the church, I hope you were able to get something out of it. And then teens in the church, I hope um, you was able to get somebody out of it or relate to it or even share it with somebody. Because uh, contrary to what people might think, it's a big adjustment being a child, being, um, I guess, told to go to church and taking the church. And then a teenager after going to church as a young child, teenager, developing your, developing your own mentality. And then trying to figure out reasons why or why not or why am I going or, or why do I see other people going or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then in this segment, I want to talk about as a teenager, when you get to that point, you say, OK, um, when I when I graduate and, and get on my own, I'm not going to church. And then um, because you have I guess you have that option or you feel like you you have that option so once you get out on your own it's a really a choice either you're going to go or you're not but then that's basically your choice because you're not under your parents authority under your parents roof so they can't dictate whether or not you go to church or you know because that's once again that's your choice but then we have to look at the i guess everything that you learn while you was going to church growing up i can use my life for an example before i get into you know A teenager leaving the church going out and then as an adult just coming back to the their realness or the awareness of what church is all about i know as a child i went to church all the time and then as a teenager i still went to church all the time but then once i graduated high school and got on my own i went to church for a while but somewhere in there i sort of strayed off and decided you know i wasn't going to go and i didn't go for a while but then in the process of me not going I still remember what I was taught when I was young. And then that that stayed with me and that was instilled in me. And I found myself in a lot of situations that if I would have only remembered what I was taught or or listened to that voice that told me not to do certain things I did, it would have kept me out of a lot of trouble. But going into my segment, I guess adults, adults in the church. Um once you go out on your own and you're living your own life and you're doing your own things, that's when you, I guess, after you graduate high school, you start experimenting with different things, especially if you go to college. You go to college, you're surrounded by a whole lot of different things that you weren't exposed to as a as a child, as a young person, young man, young lady, or young adult. So you begin to see life in a different perspective. And then as you look around, you see a lot of people doing it. So you may think that's the thing to do. And then there's Peer pressure. Pre- Peer pressure will, will have you doing a lot of things that you're not even comfortable with, but because everybody else is doing it, you're going to do it also. But then somewhere in the back of your mind, you know, as that young adult, you're going to remember the things that you were taught younger. Like, you know, you they say you shouldn't drink, you shouldn't smoke, you know, you shouldn't be out running the streets in the middle of the night. And there's certain bad habits that, you, that don't really amount to anything in your future. So you'll begin to experience all those things, and and sometimes you, they'll be fun. And sometimes you start off fun and end up, you know, in tragedy. You know, for instance, something real basic that everybody do. I mean, you, you grow up, you, do, you don't drink a drop of alcohol your whole life, and then once you get into college or go into the military, everybody does it. So you feel like, okay, I'm going to try this. And even though you're not comfortable with it, we do it anyway. And then you say, well, it's okay to drink. Uh, it's not hurting anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything. But then once you go to drinking and you get behind the, the, the wheel of that vehicle, then you're drinking and driving, and you're not only putting yourself at risk, you're putting other people's lives at risk. And a lot of times it ends up in fatality. But then something in your voice would always tell you that. You know, you remember when I was going to church and I was going to Sunday school, they always told us that, you know, when you drink that alcohol, it will impair your mind and impair your thoughts and make you do things that you shouldn't do. So we're slowly, gradually getting away from what we're taught as, as young young children, young adults, you know, because of the environment that we're being exposed to. Even after college and you start to get a job, you get a family and you get kids and I mean, it it starts getting real deep then because, you know, once you get kids and and then you're a parent and then you have that child and then you try to discipline your child and at first it's okay because they do what you tell them to do and everything's fine because you're a mama, you're a daddy. So they know that I have to do what they tell me to do. But then just like you, you get to a certain point and then you'll start, they'll start realizing, okay, now now my child is, is developing their own mind and they're getting kind of bad now, so... You know, I'm going to have to put my foot down and then your mind may start going back and remembering when you was a child, how your parents nurtured you up and they try to tell you to do things and, and you didn't want to do them. And then you did it in the beginning, but at a certain point you start getting rebellious. So now you're living the life as a parent that your parents did when you was a child. So certain things that you start telling them to do, I mean, they they just totally go against it. Why do I have to do that? Start questioning you and uh, many times a parent does not want their authority questioned when they become a parent, but when they're a child, they always question authority. You see how this thing turns around, and then all of a sudden, you know, like the old saying, there's no fun when the rabbit got the gun." As long as that hunter the hunter ra- pointing the the gun at that rabbit, you know the hunter is in control. But then, like Bugs Bunny in in the in the story of Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd. Once Bugs Bunny get that gun and pointed at Elmer Fudd, it's a different whole perspective because Elmer Fudd is looking down the barrel of that double barrel shotgun. So it's the same thing with parents. So somewhere in there, you, you start realizing, you know, maybe my life wasn't too bad. You know, I, now I know why my parents did what they did. But see, you haven't taken your child to church at all because, you know, once you got grown and you didn't go, they, they wasn't exposed to it. So now you're looking like, okay, that I guess that wasn't as bad as I thought. You know, your child start going to school and start disrespecting teachers. And and then you start remembering, you know, you'll tell them right quick. And, And I know you'll you'll say stuff like when I was going to school, we didn't disrespect parents like that because we knew better. But then your child is growing up in a different environment. You grew up your nurturing first started going to church, your discipline, sitting there. So you knew automatically when you got into a school structure, you know you're supposed to sit down, pay attention, and get your work done. But your child didn't learn that at early early age. You know, they grew up, they got to a certain age, they start going to school. So once they start going to school and get in that classroom, that's their first experience of organized structure. So you being the parent looking back now, you start thinking about it. And that's what's so important about training up a child when they when they're young and when they're old, it'll come back to their remembrance. So now that you're a parent, you're looking back at the things that you were taught and it's coming back to your mind. That's one thing that's beneficial as going to church as a child, as a teen and going out into the adult world because you have that foundation. It has been instilled in you. So it's in there. It's it it may lie dormant for a while. But it only takes one memory or one experience for it to rise back up in your mentality and you remember what got you there. Even when you get to difficult situations in life as family, children, you know, the power of prayer. You remember growing up, your parents always used to come and hold your hands. Well, not not, I guess not everybody, but in my family's household, we had prayer every evening to where we would hold hands and we pray strength in our family and pray covering over our family. And now you're an adult, and you have children. Now you're looking like, oh man, I gotta do something, you know. I, and then you might start reaching out to your mom uh, or your dad if, if they're available, or you, you, somebody that can get you back focused. And you say, can you help? Can you pray for my kids because they gotten so bad? Can you pray for um, uh, Junior because Junior done gotten in some trouble now, and, and he got colored with the wrong boys. And and then you go to thinking back again man we didn't do that when i was growing up we didn't hang out in the street so we didn't have time to get caught up in the wrong crowd and now Junior is locked up with drug charges or something or you know even worse you know he got into an altercation and unintentionally you know he she took somebody's life because he had no choice and then now you're looking like man if i would have only taught my child that you shouldn't be hanging out there in the streets like you were taught when we were young. So that's what's important about those things coming back to your remembrance. So now you're reaching out to somebody who can get a prayer through. And if you believe in the power of prayer, if you believe in in love, if you believe that someone can agree with you in prayer, then that's what you're going to reach out to. But then first, after it comes back to your remembrance, you have to remember what got you to where you were and the things that took care of you. So then, somewhere in there, you got to say, okay, God, I, I realized, you know, that 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 maybe I maybe I missed a couple of spots, you know, and not to say you was a bad parent or you did anything wrong. That's not what this is all about. It's about the structure. It's about if you are a person that believe in God and prayer. It's about getting yourself refocused to where you can pray covering over your kids. And you have to know that it's a it's a process so after you've gone and did those things cause life got married you know became adult had children now you're faced with the protection over your family believe it or not a lot of men don't understand that they are responsible for the covering over their family spiritually and a lot of us men i say i say men because i get i, I guess everybody's included And I say men are responsible for covering their families and they are the spiritual leader. But so many times the father is absent from the home, so that makes the mother the spiritual covering. And But if there is a father there, he is responsible. And if you have a child and you're not with that parent, then still your son or your daughter is under your jurisdiction because you're that child's parent. And you're the one responsible for that spiritual upbringing until they are old enough or have the mentality to make the decisions on their own. So you can't ask a five year old to take them. You know, to, to go to church on their own, if a parent don't take them, mother, grandfather, somebody don't take them, then how are they going to go? And then some people don't think it really matters. But as as long as I can remember growing up, you know, there was always somebody in, in, in those days that would take children to church, whether it was the mother, father, grandmother, uncle, granddaddy, whoever, somebody would get that child in church because... That was very important then. So now you're being that parent. Now you're forced to, to make a decision. Okay, am I going to allow this to keep going? Or I'm going to go back to my heritage, my roots, the way I was raised and, and knew it was working then. Because all this stuff that you got into and you was you, you could have gotten into, I, I'd say not got into, but could have gotten into, that your parents prayed for you and kept you covered and kept that, that barrier of, protection of grace and mercy over your life because they did that you you missed out on a whole lot of troubles that you could have gotten into so now you're responsible for doing that for your child so are you gonna step up to the plate to do that or are you just gonna let it go to coincidences and, and different things like that you know I remember even you know going back to children in school I remember there was a lot less stuff going on in school Way back when I was growing up, because I can I can say we used to pray in school, and if if you have the power of prayer covering a a situation, there's a lot less confusion. But because one lady decided she wanted to protest, and one lady against the whole nation of parents, want a petition to take prayer out of schools, and now I mean if it, you can look at the facts, you can look at what goes on their schools are being just totally abused by by students and and so many things are going on unlike it was back in those days i mean some people would probably say it ain't got nothing to do with it but then according to your beliefs let it be so you know i i I can't make you believe what i believe but i can give you examples and let you see the difference and i can tell you stories of how things used to be so me as a parent now me as a parent Having children under me, it's my responsibility to to instill in them. I live the life of an ex- example for them to follow. So, me personally, my personal experience, once I got out of high school and and became a young adult, went into the military, got exposed to a lot of things, and, and but then there was always something that always remind me of. When I grew up, I would see people get into things and I would understand why my parents kept me out of a lot of situations because they didn't want to get me in, want me to get in trouble. So now I go further and then I end up, you know, getting married. And I, I get married, I had a child and, you know, so many things go on and, and you're, you're fearful that, you no know, protection over the child. You know, I, so the only thing that that you remember to do if you grew up is to pray. You know lord keep my child covered keep my child protected you know lord help my child to be prosperous give my child a mind to make good decisions that's what you depend on because you cannot be there with that child 24 7 so me as a parent developing that and then still i'm i'm not totally into into church or into being being a christian I, i'm i'm pitching getting bits and pieces of what i remember without going all the way in because i felt like if i would have gone all the way in i would have missed out on something so i didn't go all the way in but then sometimes you get to a certain point if you would remember a lot of things that even even without even trying you get in so many different situations that the first thing you said god help me lord lord help me uh, lord if, if you if you get me out of this one i never do it again. Lord, if you fix that, Lord, I won't allow myself to go in that direction. So even though you don't proclaim, you're still calling on the one that that can get you out of it. You know, because some things a natural, man, can't get you out of a lot of things. So it takes a miracle. It takes a movement. It takes divine interventions intervention to get you out of those things. So that's why you have to change your mentality as an adult. You know, even now. I went through so much as a, as an adult, you know, trying to get through, trying not to conform to the way I was raised because I was running from what I knew was right and making decisions and making wrong turns. And, and you're going to make wrong turns and, and you're going to make mistakes. And even, even as a Christian, you're going to make mistakes, but then you're forgiven because you come to your senses and you are reminded, okay, uh, Lord, forgive me. I, I made a mistake. I I know I shouldn't have done that. But the thing is, you have to try within yourself not to do it anymore. You don't just do things to, to say, Lord, forgive me and, and, and then do it again tomorrow. That's not how that works. And then, you know, in my adult life, I, I've been in I've been in some some situations to where my back was against the wall. I had nowhere else to turn. You know, I'm I'm so down, so low down on the ground that all I could do is look up. And then that's when, again, you go back to your roots and you say, okay, okay. when I was growing up, I I heard them in church saying, you know, you get to a certain point, you know, only God can get you out. So you have to pray, you know, sincerely say, God, can you help me? Can you help me get out of this? Lord, Lord, I I need you. I, I know I haven't done everything. That's when you go to just telling all kinds of stuff according to your faith. You know, some people don't believe, and some people do. But then that's where you have a choice as an adult to make decisions that you make. But then you, you once you get your mind refocused, and and then you start conforming back to 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 the ways that you were taught, and then all of a sudden peace start coming into your life, and you say, oh man, okay, this I rem- this I remember if I do this, this happens. If I do this, this happens. If I do that. This happens because it's starting to come back to your remembrance. That's what's so important about teaching children when they're young. That way it's instilled in them. And even though they might pretend like they've forgotten it or they don't remember it, then all of a sudden they're somewhere away from home. They're somewhere away from under your watch, care or somewhere. It's going to come back to their remembrance. So when they move away, move out. And they could be 30, 40, 50 years old, you know, but you've done your job instilling them as children and teenagers, getting it into their minds to to have something to remember. So 50 years later, you can be 50 years old and all of a sudden, you know, you can come to your senses and say, "Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I I, I remember. I remember, OK, all I have to do is fall down on my knees and ask God to forgive me for my sins and, and, and just believe the word of God. Romans 10 and 9. Read it in Romans 10 and 9. Read it and get it into your mind, get in your spirit and then start living a life and set an example. And your whole life will start and start to change. That's that's the difference in. Children, teens and and adults, when you become an adult, is it's, it's definitely a choice because you're grown and can't nobody make you do nothing as an individual. Only thing that can make you want to do different is the trials and the tribulations that you go through and, and the tests and the things that where you get so far down or, or, or so bound up that you only the only choice you have is to say, Lord, help me. And that's as an adult. That's that's where you are. So. Even even then we look at adults in the church and we begin to look at people around us. So, you know, made up your mind that you going back to church or, you know, you're taking your children to church. And all of a sudden you begin to to look around and say, well, well, you know, I remember they used to do this. And I remember they did that. And I remember I used to go to club with that person. And, you know, you don't know whether they still do it or not. You know, if you've seen them, you know, you know, they do. If you haven't seen them, you know, they don't. But then that's where you have to take your mind off the people and put your mind on Jesus and know that this is an individual thing because, you know, truth be told, what they do does not dictate your life or govern your life. Now, if you're in somewhere to where you're not comfortable or you're in a place where you feel like they, you know, they're doing things up against what you believe or what you were raised, don't don't talk about them. Don't bash them. Then you find you somewhere to go, because I guarantee you there's somebody somewhere that's teaching, preaching and showing a Christ life life, a Christ like life that you can be comfortable with. So if you go to this stop and that's why that's why it's a choice you go to this place and it's not what you're looking for or, or not what you used to or not what you grew up on and you're looking for that, then you leave there, you know, then you go to somewhere else. But then, you know, just know that sooner or later, you're going to find one that you're comfortable with. Now, if you're looking for perfection, you know, because some of us adults, we go to a church, we're looking for perfection. And then if we if we think we found perfection and we go in there, we have to look at our life and say, okay, wait a minute. This church was perfect until I got in there because all that stuff I do and, and, and that I got to get through you done took your imperfections into a perfect church if you was looking for a perfect church but you have to know that you know all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god but the main thing you do is look at the heart of your leader if you have a leader that has a heart to to want a purpose to do right to want to follow god you know the bible says you you know follow me as i follow christ and that's what you should do when you look at your leaders. Is your leader following Christ? Is your leader doing what what God desires a leader to do? Is your leader feeding the flock? If your is your leader concerned about your soul? So when you get into adult realm, these are the things you have to be aware of because once you bring your family under this, then you're still. The the spiritual leader of your family, so you're bringing your family in this, so that's why you have to pray and ask God to send you in the right direction. But just because you already know from your childhood, growing up, you know what to look for, you know what's instilled in you, so then you know what's best for your family, your family situation. But just know that, you know, there there's there's no time frame. You know, as long as you got life. You have an opportunity. As long as you're breathing, you have an opportunity. I tell people the only way you don't have a chance or opportunity to do better or to get things right when you when you're not here, when you're not breathing, when you don't know that what reality is. That's the only time that you don't have an opportunity to get it right. So that's what's important. Always, always, always be open-minded because. You can always be willing to learn. I mean, are you perfect? Am I perfect? No, I'm not. And, and you know, I can't say about you because you know how you are. But that's what Christian church and adult life is all about. It gets into that big spiritual realm. And then that's where God holds us accountable as, as, as fathers and, and mothers hold us accountable for this situation. You know, and now that I've I've grown up, the childish things I used to do, the teenage things I used to do, I I shouldn't want to do no more because I should have grown out of that realm. And now that I should be looking back and just thinking, okay, I did that, I did that, I did that, and God kept me covered. And that's all grace and mercy. So we thank God for his grace and his mercy. So as an adult, father, mother, as a young father, mother, is I think it's vital to the spiritual growth of a child to get them in a place to where they can learn. And once they learn, once you give them the opportunity, when they grow up, then they have the choice. If it's in their heart, they'll stay with it. If it's not, they may stray away. But you have done what's required of you. By God, by training up your child in the way they they should go, not just in the natural, but in the spiritual. So I hope you've enjoyed this segment, the church and and adult life, the the experiences. I hope you enjoyed those, and like I said, I hope you listen to the child in the church, the teenager in the church, as well as adults in the church. I hope you listen to all three of them. Because it's a three-part series and it's a continual, gradual move upwards. So I hope something has been said. Also, if you if you're bored and you like to read, you can also go to my blog, www.hopeinspiresfaith.com. I have a lot of interesting topics up there that just simple, basic things that people talk about, think about. You know, if you like reading and you relaxed time, I, I think you enjoy because it's something that it represents you. And the reason I blog, I, I like to write. So I write things down, you know, different thoughts, different things that happen, you know, different experiences just to help people relate and, and make complicated things simple. So many times we as adults, we complicate life and we we just think that we can't do things the way we should. So that's what my blog is all about. It it helps enlightens things, and it's so plain and ba- basic and simple, even at least one can understand. Cause sometimes we can take a mountain and make it to a mold here. So my blog, hope inspires faith. That's what that does. It simplifies life. And also I have a YouTube channel, Hope Inspires Faith, on YouTube, and on that different videos about different topics, and and I hope you enjoy. But thank you for listening to this segment. This is one of three. This is the last one on children in the church, teens in the church, and adults in the church. Thank you for your time. See you to my next podcast.